You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and three of our colleagues from Your Story Travel Company, Betsy, Margie, and Miranda. We hope that you are all safe and happy and healthy and adhering to all of the pandemic restrictions wherever your area may be. This is episode 536, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news, and then Betsy and Margie will be talking about virtual runs and how Disney can play a part in those. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Just email them today at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. So I wanted to follow up on a story that we talked about last week about Ample Hills Creamery and how it was, uh, we'd said that it was going to no longer be at the boardwalk and that the plans to open the one at Disney Springs was no longer. And Chrissy wanted to let us know that the boardwalk bakery is using the ear hat Sunday dishes that Ample Hills used to use. And they are now filling them with a chocolate Mickey waffle and a regular Mickey waffle and covering it with ice cream, whipped cream and sprinkles. Have you guys ever had those chocolate Mickey waffles? I never even saw those until she showed me pictures. They say that they're very rare. They do not come out very often at the parks. So I just thought it was weird because I've never seen them. But I mean, also cool, but just weird. Something unique. Also, last week we were talking about how at Hollywood Studios, with it being so crowded and everything, that it was because the rides were the only thing being offered at that point. Uh, Later in the show, one of us will tell you about something that's new and exciting that's going on. But she found out why. So the reason that Frozen and Beauty and the Beast and Indiana Jones and those things are not being done is she talked with a former cast member that wanted to be remain anonymous. And we appreciate that because we don't want to get anyone into trouble. But they said that California and Disneyland California Adventures... um, was stopped from being opened because they have a joint task force of four unions and then they got the governor of California also to help them. So it was kind of a done deal when you have four unions and you have the head of the state. That's, you know, a reason to have that happen. In Florida, since people have very different ideas about what constitutes safety, while Disney World failed to meet the criteria set by the union, so in Florida, that union that runs like the Beauty and the Beast and Frozen and everything, Uh, The work is covered by Actors' Equity Association. In California, the work is covered by the American Guild of Variety Artists. And Disney decided that they would rescind the call to return to work, lock out those members, and refuse to return to the bargaining table with them when they came back with a counteroffer. And this represents 750 daily jobs, and about three times that number rely on Disney for their income. In fact, pretty much every single member of the AEA that's the one out of Florida, live in Orlando because of that work that they were doing. So it's, so they fired them? They're not just on hold? Uh, no, it's kind of like a furlough with not returning to the bargaining table. I don't know. 
Yeah, when it, when it says they locked out their members and refused to return to the bargaining table, like that kind of tells me they're like, fine, like I'm going to give you the cold shoulder then. Right. I think they're giving them some time to stew to see if they'll come back eventually because they need the money. That was my opinion. That is not what Chrissy found out, but she did not say that it was a firing. She just said that they were locked out for now, but still those shows are amazing and we need them back. Right. I watch frozen every time I watch beauty and the beast about every other time. And it's nothing personal because beauty and the beast is all the listeners know is my favorite movie. It's just that sometimes I just can't get there at the times that they show it because of the, it's limited times. You guys know that they're kind of off. When I feel like Frozen is different, a little bit different every time too. Well, it is because different people. They do like different jokes and different, you know, things. So it's one that you need to watch every time you go. And Steph's got some news that just came out this past Sunday. Oh, yeah. Did you guys hear about the boat at Splash Mountain that <laughs> sank? Now, obviously, about sinking at Splash Mountain, that's big news anyways. But the kicker to this story is that the guests got out of the sinking boat and the cast member told them that they should have stayed inside the boat <laughs> because it wasn't safe for them to exit the boat. There's like a little, I think somebody posted it on, was it Instagram? There was some video that was surfing where the, the cast member's telling this lady that, you know, you were supposed to stay in the boat. And she's like, it's underwater. <laughs> like she's <laughs> trying to yell at her. Like, oh my I gosh. Wish um, and they, they again said that the guest was telling them that staying in the boat didn't seem so safe either. The media did reach out to Disney to ask for a comment um, you know, because the cast member did tell the guests they should have stayed in the boat. And so far, Disney has declined commenting on that. That's probably the common response is to say, stay in the boat. Not when it's sinking, though. Because <laughs> the whole boat that they showed on that video, if you haven't seen it, all you have to do is Google it because it was on our local news, actually. If you see the boat, I would have got out. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I was in that boat, it would have been over my head. Like, I am not tall. <laughs> when my head hits that back, it oh, would have no. been over my head if I stayed in that boat. That's right. So, How far into the ride were they? They were in the part where all the animatronics are. It didn't, oh, okay. it didn't show where, but she was saying that it was unsafe for them to be out of the boat. And I'm like... I'm pretty sure that's the response you're supposed to say when the boat's not underwater. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> when there's like a traffic jam or something. <laughs> Just like. I wonder if she later backpedaled and was like, sorry, I didn't. Ugh. Originally, I guess she told them, she saw them get the phone out and she's like, don't record this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, they're going to record this. I'm sorry. They were just on. Yeah. All right, you're about to go viral. Um, so I have another story to share um, because right now Disney is preparing for some tropical storms and possible hurricanes. And so the cast members have been preparing the park. This is, I mean, they're used to this. It's Florida. This is what they do. Um, but they make sure that things are secured um, and won't blow away in heavy winds. This includes like the World Showcase Lagoon to be cleared of the barges and other moving structures. Um, I know as well that some of the members who stayed at Fort Wilderness, 
they were being told that anything that's outside needs to be brought in and the campers, the tent campers are also Um, being cleared just to kind of take some precautions, which I think is smart because you never know what's going to happen. So I do wonder though, do those, if you're being kicked out of your tent camping, are you getting upgraded for free or are they telling you you need to pay for that? It's Disney. I'm wondering. Well, I, I didn't see stuff, but I know what you're talking about. But I thought they said they moved them into some cabins. So did they move That's- to empty cabins or something? I'm hoping that they're not making them pay. I wouldn't think they would if they're telling them to get out of the tent. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think they did move them to cabins. But, you know, when people were getting were getting their hotels changed, they were being told to pay the difference. So I Correct. sure hope that they didn't kick them out of their, their tents and say, and now... You have to pay the price of one of these cabins, which is a lot more than tent camping. Let's hope not. Fingers crossed. We'll look that one up. Um, and then I have a couple items that are some new merchandise. This week at Temporary um, Mouse Gear Store, there's some new Disney merch. You can find the Mike and Sully Wishables as well as the Figment Magic Band, a Minnie Mouse Flower and Garden Magic Band, and then a Rainbow Pride Mickey Magic Band. You can also find the Magic Kingdom Ticket Booth Hat, which is a throwback to the old school admission to Disney World attractions. And then there's some really cool trucker hats. There's one for Test Track, and then Test Track also has the t-shirt. And then there's the new Regal Eagle Barbecue Restaurant that has a trucker hat and a keychain with the logo. I think that I would be going for that Regal Eagle barbecue trucker hat. All about my barbecue and my trucker hats. And then the newest uh, and cutest item is the shoulder plush. So I Oh, is that one of those ones that like magnetize to your shoulder? Yes. It's like oh, the, they're Groot, so cute. the Groot and the Baby Yoda, which I wish I had the Baby Yoda. <gasps> oh, me too. Yoda? <laughs> Yeah, I never saw the baby Yoda. I saw. Did we talk about I have that a, a couple weeks ago. I have a Groot and I have a um, Porg. So now you have to get the figment and the baby Yoda and yes. the baby Yoda. Oh yeah, of course that's a given. This is really not in the news, but it's on what you were talking about with that new barbecue place. I didn't know if Margie saw this too because her and I have been like YouTubing crazy lately with Disney stuff. But there was somebody that ate at that barbecue place and they could not speak highly enough of it. It was really funny because it's a bunch of YouTubers, like three of them were eating together. Like they must have planned to go to the parks together and they all got different things so they could share. They all had their own forks, but they were tasting the different foods. And so they said it was really good. Oh, I love so, barbecue. I've been so excited for this place to open. Right. Yeah, I knew you were I excited, but yeah, you can watch a YouTube video about it. And just drool. Yeah. Right. right. My favorite time of the year is what Margie's going to talk about. Christmas. Um, I I also love Christmas. Uh, so while we haven't been told if Mickey's Very Merry Christmas will be happening at Disney World, uh, Disney's Cruise Line is advertising and booking for their Very Merry Time Cruises for 2020, which that kind of gets me excited. Um, and I have yet to be on a cruise, a Disney cruise. It's like our dream. So read, like, talking about this cruise just gets me even more excited. So, um, during the very merry time sailings, 
Guests are treated to a beautiful life-size gingerbread house, along with a gorgeous Christmas tree that is lit on the first night of the cruise. That right there just makes me want to go. And <laughs> during Mickey's tree lighting magic ceremony, Santa's winter wonderland ball brings Santa and Mrs. Claus to the atrium with all your favorite Disney characters along with a pair of royal sisters. One of those sisters brings a snowstorm to the atrium and a performance that is not to be missed. Oh, I um, wonder who that is. I know. <laughs> who would bring a snowstorm? A special story time with Mrs. Claus is another special activity that takes place during one point of the cruise, along with plenty of other activities and crafts. Also... If it could not even get any better, um, Castaway K will have a holiday makeover for the season. And Disney is unsure at this time of what the health and safety guidelines will be, but they are offering 125% credit for those guests that are paid in full in the event Disney has to cancel those cruises. Sounds like a good deal to me. Those are good. Those are good odds, people. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could just do, like, if they have to cancel these cruises, they could do Christmas in July 2021. They show, they still could, you're right. And do not. very merry time Christmas cruise in July. <laughs> I would do that. Um, so Disney Cruise Line is allowing guests to have booked a cruise by August 31st, 2020 for a sailing through March 31st of 2021 to have the option of canceling their cruise up to 15 days before departure. This option is being offered for new bookings as well as existing bookings that fall within the sale date window. Um, guests may also change a sale date up to 15 days in advance of a cruise for a sailing that begins before April 1st, 2022. However, guests who move their sale date cannot change it back to the original date. Okay, so you could book your Christmas cruise and you have 15 days to cancel, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if for some reason Disney cancels it, then you get 125% credit for a future sale date. This yeah. doesn't sound like a bad, a bad choice. None of this sounds bad to me. It would have to be yeah. a, if you have small children though, I almost think it would need to be a surprise yeah. because I know from one of my students that was supposed to go in March, how devastated, like her, the little girl I had, she understood. I mean, she was still sad. But her sister was three and she just oh. kept crying and she's like, but I want to go see Mickey. Why can't I go see Mickey? And so Harper would send me lots of messages. She still doesn't understand Mrs. Black. She's just too little. It just was funny, but oh, that's um, really sweet. I think but it yeah. would have to be a surprise trip. And then if you get to go, surprise, you're going. Um, I really pretty much don't tell my kids that we're going to the park, like the park down the street. <laughs> Unless for sure we are going to the park down the street because I don't want to have anybody be sad that a plan did not happen. So I'm all about keeping secrets. <laughs> I just all right. So we do. Uh, we all know that mask wearing is not the super fun thing, but it is the safest thing in the situation we're doing. So. New added mass restrictions were put into place this week at Disney World. Um, the gators and bandanas are not allowed as a mask. 
But now Disney is saying that the masks that have the valves, holes, or mesh are not allowed in the parks. I've heard that those are actually more comfortable, but obviously they're of not course. allowing them. Because That's a mesh right. mask. Mesh. Like it's, it's got like a hole, so it's easier for you to breathe out of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like a mesh hole. Mm-hmm. I was thinking when I saw that I was or heard that, I was thinking it was like a whole mask was mesh. And I was like, well, obviously that wouldn't work. <laughs> I think uh, that they so what they're some... saying, um, our droplets from our mouths can be released from the valves, holes, and mesh. And Disney's trying to stop the spread of germs. So just extra precautions in place there. Uh, Disney's Swan Resort and Caribbean Beach opened to guests this week. Added signage, mask wearing, and many other precautions can be found at both resorts along with the other restrictions we have seen since Disney World began reopening. Caribbean Beach Resort is the first moderate resort to reopen, and yes, the Skyliner Station is open to take you to Hollywood Studios in Epcot from Caribbean Beach. Woo-hoo. And I have clients staying there right now, and I'm pretty excited. <gasps> Exciting! I can't wait to hear, because I didn't realize that when they went, it was their first week back open. So. At Caribbean Beach? Mm-hmm. Remember, well, no, you guys weren't on there. It was Gina that was on the phone with me because they started at the tower at Coronado, which I cannot think of the Grandestino. Is that right? I think that's right. The Grandestino, that's where they started. And then they got moved to Oakey West and then they got moved to Caribbean Beach. So I love the Caribbean Beach Resort. So I know earlier we talked about the shows that have gone away. I am very excited about what they decided to do. So this past Sunday, August 2nd, the Disney Society Orchestra performed a new show at the Theater of the Stars and Disney's Hollywood Studios, which, if you don't know, is where Beauty and the Beast is played. Mm. It's following a similar format to the music of Pixar Live from 2017 that, unfortunately, I missed out on because it went off right before we went on our trip. And the character appearances during the show include Belle and the Beast. And they have shows daily. I'm not going to list all of them, but they're pretty frequent, like every 45 minutes or so. This new show will play for a limited time in place of Beauty and the Beast, which is still available uh, due to continuing dispute with the actors. Union Equity, which we talked about earlier in the show, and the union is asking for daily COVID-19 testing of performers, a request that Disney so far is not able to accommodate. So I guess that's another thing that they Um, didn't bargain with. You can't do that. to have like actual testing, not so much just the temperature checks but they anybody else tested did you guys have that test because i'm just telling you right now i'd quit my job it was very very painful i had it before my surgery you had to have that every single day oh they wouldn't even have the results that's kind of crazy i didn't realize that's what that said that's crazy they're crazy people so we have something else that's going to be opening disney hollywood studios is opening up um, the Disney Junior Dance Party, which was a lot of fun. And one might think, like, how is that even safe? Because social distance, like, if you've ever been to the Disney Junior Dance Party, it's a whole bunch of kids. And the characters are out and everybody is just going wild dancing. And it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of close quarters. So what they have done is they are putting these big circles on the floor and they're big blue dots and everybody's divided into their 
party zones, and then the group has to stay in their own zone during the show. They've also made some accommodations. Instead of having all of those unmasked people, performers in there carrying on the actual show, there's going to be a DJ, and then there's going to be the characters, and that's it. Um, the show will then only be 10 minutes instead of 30 minutes. You will be able to see Mickey Mouse, Sam Prina, Fancy Nancy, and Doc McStuffins during the show. And then if you've been there, then they have like snow and leaves that fall from the ceiling and the kids run around trying to catch them all. So they kind of foresaw that that would happen and that everybody's going to be touching these, these fake props. So instead, they are just doing the bubbles. They are not doing leaves or snow. And those performances are going to take place every 30 minutes throughout the day, beginning at 11.15. And that's, that's what we got for you with that one. It'll be a lot of fun. That's good that there's some shows returning. Yeah. And it's another chance for the kids to see the characters. The characters are, of course, going to be up there on the stage and further away. But it's just a really laid-back show. Great for small kids to get out some of their wiggles. They used to have something similar in the courtyard in front of Broman's Chinese Theater at night. And I I think they should bring that back, although they're hours. I can't remember when they close. Eight or nine. I, I didn't realize till the other day this is how... Uh, ditzy I am or just wasn't paying attention did you guys realize that every park opens at a different hour so 8 a.m is Animal Kingdom and 9 a.m is Magic Kingdom and 10 o'clock is Hollywood Studios and 11 o'clock is Epcot they said that they did that because they thought it would help with social distancing I'm like well they can't be at those I don't know what their thought process was but (laughs) I know but yeah they open at a different hour well, maybe they thought that that, like, on the buses, though. That's oh. what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. At maybe first, so. I was like, yeah, why would that do with social distancing? The, the but, bus line. Yeah. I could see that. But Switching aren't they, like, west. aren't they closing, like, even earlier? Like, what time are they closing the parks? Seven. I think Magic Kingdom is seven. Which is what probably else? why they're another reason why they're not doing fireworks is not even dark enough. I think they're closing hours like that too. I think it's six, seven, eight, nine. I think it was mm-hmm. six o'clock Animal Kingdom, seven o'clock Magic Kingdom, eight o'clock Hollywood Studios, nine o'clock Epcot. That makes sense though. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, I wonder if they take some of those buses if they can, you know, like if there's overflow of people and they need more buses to run more fr- frequently, if they can just use some of the buses. That's true. Because they can only put, I think it's 28 people, and that's not with any EVCs. Only 28 people can be on the bus. Wow. And that seems close to me, actually. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Disneyland. Woo! That still does not have an opening date. Sorry. It's like the only, well, no. Tokyo, is Tokyo still closed? Um, I so. Well, Downtown Disney did open back in July, and um, it is getting more and more crowded. I mean, it's kind of a small space mm-hmm. for those of you who have not been there. It's so small. It's like a... How would you describe it, Miranda? Like I'm It's like Main Street to me. Yeah. Yeah. The Main Street vibe. You just have that one row, like, you can't venture off like you can in Disney Springs. You can't take different paths, just one mm-hmm. path. 
doors on both sides. And so it, it makes sense that it's getting more and more crowded. Parking hasn't been the most straightforward situation, which would make me so frustrated. Um, immense crowds result in the parking lot not allowing any guests in for a period of time. And so the cars are left circling Disneyland Resort until the lot reopens. I feel like that's when I would just go home. Like, right. I don't. I don't need to be here today. Um, cars slowly filter in as they are able to. Um, however, Disney has put out a survey for those who have visited the downtown Disney area, gauging their thoughts on their visit with a variety of questions. And the results haven't been released so far, but it makes us wonder if Disney will use this information to decide whether or not they should reopen their two parks pretty lengthy survey with like 40 questions wow i will say that uh, and i don't know if you did margie again because i know you watch youtube videos like i did did you watch any of the ones from downtown disney i haven't watched too many of the disneyland ones i've just been watching disney world um so no i haven't seen the disney downtown disneyland i was trying to give some love because i i'm partial just because that's where i've been but i wanted to i want to be there for everybody and so i did watch one and even Kaylee was like, does that even look like social distancing to you? And I was like, no, I don't feel like the tables. And but what from what Miranda is saying, there's not the room to spread out. No, it really is a small area. I mean, downtown Disney is not big. So I don't think the tables are six feet apart. Of course, Stephanie and I can explain to you that at school, there's no way to make our desks six feet apart. So not possible. So I guess they're just doing the best that they can because that's what maybe they're us. doing the three to six feet. <laughs> yeah. You know how we've been told like, eh, you could try three to six feet or if it doesn't work, just don't do it. Yeah. Well, and um, I don't know, but those people were not anywhere near three to feet apart. If one of the restaurants, I couldn't see what restaurant it was that they were showing on that particular video, but the tables were pretty close together. And I, I, was a little nervous for those people, I gotta say. This is why I'm staying home. <laughs> is your air working now? No. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Da Dallas, Texas in the August heat, no AC. Couldn't do it. For, I mean, since Sunday? Since Friday. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's Monday yeah. that we're recording, folks. So Since Friday, we have not had air conditioning. I'm just counting it as my workout. I'm just sitting in a sauna <laughs> all day. <laughs> Good attitude. Well, I know that Miranda has some very exciting news coming out of Star Wars. So this week, a sneak peek was released for the upcoming Star Wars book called The Lightsaber Collection by Daniel Wallace. This book definitely is something that will appeal to everyone. I'm going to favor on the side of diehard fans just because we have one of his other books and it is extremely detailed. The one that we have is the one that he wrote called Book of the Sith. And in here you have minor notes from Luke Skywalker and the Emperor and it's very, very detailed. So I imagine that this lightsaber collection is going to be Nothing short of amazing. It's supposed to provide details on every lightsaber within the Star Wars universe, from Anakin Skywalker to Asajj Ventress. It's supposed to have detailed illustrations, and the official release date for this is October 20th, 
but you can get it on Amazon for pre-order right now. And it's being sold for $29.99. So Miranda, have you pre-ordered it? I haven't. Not yet. Did you hear the one that we were talking about? The making of Galaxy's Edge? That one mm-hmm. started pre-orders last week also. Yeah. I want that one. For sure. You need lots of Star Wars. I just read a book now. We put everything up there. <laughs> Woohoo! I wanted to share. I just read a book and it was free on Amazon. It was called the Disneyland Quest. Has anybody read that? No. Oh my gosh. It was so fun because it was a scavenger hunt around Disneyland. Oh, fun. And it was, it's fiction. And then they also have the California Adventure Quest. So if you're interested, I don't remember who the author was, but I read it while I was out on my backpacking adventure and I was thinking of Disneyland. That's why so it was I- so fun. You were thinking about Disneyland. <laughs> always um but i do have other great news apparently y'all talked about jose carioca malfunctioning on the grand fiesta tour ride which is in the mexican pavilion last week and he had to be removed this past week jose rejoined his two friends donald and pachito to complete the three caballeros fun ride love that ride did you guys see that because we did talk about it last week it was the saddest thing ever. It was the bird. And I, as an adult, it looked sad to me. And I was sort of talking to Stephanie and them about this last week. He was beat down. And I'm Aww. like, you know that if I was sad as an adult, the poor children were probably like, what happened to Jose? And so then, then they took, rather than to stop the whole ride, they like paused it or whatever. And then they moved baskets in front of it. And you couldn't see it anymore, but the kids were probably wondering what happened to the other one. But anyway, so then he was missing and it was just funny. I think that I know that people would have been sad. I almost think though they needed to shut the ride down. So I think it love that you find the rarest news. It is just great. It's quality. Well, I'm telling you what, it's been very educational now that I've been really watching YouTube. When I have to go back to school, I don't know what I'm going to do because I've been watching it for the most, just so I can give a perspective of uh being there when i'm not there um i know we got to interview steph's neighbors that they'll be on the show next friday i think and um they gave a perspective of being there and stuff and i like to get just different people's opinions so that we can see what's going on since we don't live there since we're not lucky like some people are that live there someday someday well now our two running friends not that Miranda Miranda may run and I don't realize it. I don't know. I apologize, Miranda. Do you run too? I just started, so I am not at Betsy and Margie's level, but I am inspired by them. Every okay. time. So so hopefully <laughs> they're gonna inspire all of us now and talk to us a little bit about one of their passions, which is run Disney. All right. So I talked a couple months ago about what Run Disney has to offer. They have races at Disney World and also actually at Disneyland Paris. But we wanted to chat with y'all about the virtual options that Run Disney has. And then there's also other companies that offer virtual runs because that's what's happening right now in our world, unfortunately. Everything Um, is virtual. uh, The most recent um, event that Run Disney puts on is called the Wine and Dine event. And that was scheduled to happen. uh, November here. And unfortunately it was 
kind of canceled. It was canceled in person. So they've moved that to a virtual run. Um, so you can actually, if you are interested in participating in a Disney virtual run, you can do that right now. However, you're going to pay a pretty price for a virtual run because you're not getting the Disney experience. So if you're interested, go ahead to rundisney.com and you can uh, sign up for the 5k, 10k half marathon, or they have a challenge, which is the 10k and the half marathon. Um, run Disney also does do virtual runs in the summer that are actually officially by Run Disney. And I'm currently doing those. And so they run a 5K each month. And this year the theme is surrounding rides. Uh, the first one was the Mad Hatter Tea Party. The second one, Space Mountain. And then the last one is the Haunted Mansion. And so I'll be finishing uh, the Haunted Mansion up this month once the temperatures go down a little bit. And I will actually receive four medals because I did all three of the virtual races and then you get a medal for the challenge. So Margie also did a challenge recently during COVID. You did a virtual run that I I was inspired by. So why don't you tell everybody about what you did there? So my virtual run was crazy, okay? Nobody should do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my friend and I, we did a virtual run back in April and we ran a mile every hour on the hour for 26 hours. So we did a virtual marathon and um, I dedicated each of my miles to something that I had found that I was grateful for during COVID. You know, that just all the different things. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the internet. <laughs> like, you know, just... <laughs> These different things that I realized during COVID that I was grateful for. I'm grateful for teachers. I'm great. So I dedicated every single mile to something that I was grateful for. And she actually dedicated um, each of her miles to her students. She teaches dental hygienists and they were graduating, but they didn't get to graduate. And so she, she um, dedicated each of her miles to one of her students and she actually did 28 miles because she had 28 students. So, oh, didn't um, you also wear different shirts from all the races I that did, you had done? I, I love that because you always get shirts from races and you never wear them. And it's like an opportunity to wear all of your shirts. In one no, year. I did. I actually changed my shirt for each mile that I did. And that was actually kind of fun too because I was able to look back on all of my runs that I've done. I think I was like one or two um, shirts shy. So then I went into my Disney stash because I have probably, I could have done a Disney run, a Disney shirt for every Ooh, mile. You should do that. Because I have quite a bit of Disney ones. And then I actually, for my last mile, um, in between mile 25 and 26, I made a shirt. And <laughs> I made a shirt. It was the quarantine marathon. And I made a shirt for me and my friend. And I went and handed it to her from afar. I like threw it at her at, from six feet away. But so that's what I that's what I ran my last mile in was my quarantine marathon shirt. So it was really fun. I have actually loved virtual runs. So I love in-person runs. I love the feel of it. I love the energy. I just love being there. I have unfortunately not been able to do a Disney run yet. I want my, I wanted to do the Disney marathon in January of 2021. That was my goal, but 
with COVID, I went ahead and postponed that goal to 2022. Um, but I just love virtual runs. I've been doing virtual runs for like the last five years. My first half marathon that I ran was a virtual half marathon. And the reason being is at that time, I didn't, I still don't have very much money to pay for these runs. Like runs can be very expensive. And so the virtual medal was $19 and I set my course and I went and I did a half marathon and I did four loops of, so four 5Ks and then a little extra jaunt to make the 13.1. But that one was really fun because I had each, I had a different friend join me on each 5K. And so that one was really cool. And my brother joined me for the entire half marathon. And then I had another friend join me for each loop. And each loop started and ended at my house. And so my kids were out there, my husband was out there, my other brother and my dad were out there cheering us on as we came and they would give me water. So that was really fun. And then I also like to get virtual medals and I set a goal to that medal and I don't give myself that medal until I've reached that goal. I've had a medal in my drawer for like two years. I haven't reached that goal yet. (laughs) It's until maybe one day I'll be able to present that medal to myself. Um, But I know what goal is at that medal. And then just recently, I was introduced through the Run Disney Facebook group. I was introduced to the Metal Chasers um, webpage. And they're really cool because they do, as of right now, they're doing a lot of Marvel um, medals. And so it's kind of fun. You get the Disney feel, but you don't have to pay the Disney price. (laughs) So um, I just ordered the 60k gauntlet challenge and it came in the mail and i'm excited to do it and it's a picture on the medal is thanos's gauntlet and for every 10k that you do you get to put on one of the infinity stones onto the gauntlet so they're magnets and so you can kind of see it and it's just like a really fun medal that you can you can get so i haven't started doing it yet but i will I'm going to keep you accountable on that one, RG. What? I'm going to keep you accountable on that one. Do it. Do it. Because I need to do it. But right now, it's like, it's so hot right now to be running 10Ks in Texas when I don't have AC to come home to. (laughs) So then they also have an Ironman gauntlet, and that's a 30K challenge. So that's, you would do six 5Ks. And for every 5K, you put the Infinity Stone on Ironman's gauntlet and then they just recently started metal chasers assemble and so they have a captain america one they have a uh why can't i think of his name hawkeye there you go hawkeye one and a captain marvel medal and those are only 22 dollars and the gauntlet challenge are only 34 dollars for a really cool medal i'm all about the medal that's why I run is for the bling. Me too. Me too. And I've also found a couple other sites that I've done some kind of Disney-esque races for. Yes.fit has lots of actually Disney themed. I did a Cinderella one. And then they also have uh, Peter and Wendy theme and uh, Beauty and the Beast. 
and their prices are pretty reasonable too. It's about $25 per race. Um, also, there's a Sleeping Beauty one and a Pinocchio. So oh, those are fun. Yeah, so you can get a little bit of a Disney um, spirit within virtual races. It's not going to be official Disney, but again, you're not having to pay that Disney price. When you do the official run Disney races, it is a pretty price and you get to get the experience with it. Um, so Margie mentioned this Facebook group and I've been a part of this Facebook group. And if anybody's interested, check search up team run Disney. And this is an amazing support group. Anybody who does run Disney races is on there. Anybody who wants to do a run Disney race, people that have like been on weight loss journeys and just like share about their successes, but there's also free virtual races that mm -hmm. the group puts on. And so recently they've put a couple out that I've been participating in. One is called the great race across Disney world. And then because people liked it so much, they added and called it the greatest race across Disney world. And it has more stops in it, but it's like a 60 mile cumulative race. And every time you do a short distance, you see where you are on the map in Disney world. I started that one and then I kept not tracking where I was. <laughs> oh, so, and then they just came out um, and I'm doing it now is the um, happiest virtual race on earth. So it's a race around Disneyland. And since Disneyland is so much smaller for every mile that you go, it's 0.1 miles within the park. So I've been on a lot of roads lately and that's kind of frustrating. Like when you get to a, an attraction or you get to the end is, a, is the castle, like it's super exciting, but it, it motivates me to like run. I'm like, oh, I should go three miles. Oh wait, I'll go four miles and see where I am on, on the route. So it's really an encouraging group. I love it. People share every run that they do or just any tidbits, even about Disney, like upcoming things that are happening, the disappointment of the wine and dine being canceled and what are my other options and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really fun group to be a part of. So check that out if you have any interest at all in Run Disney. And I know that uh, we talk mostly Disney here, but they did just add the epic virtual race across Universal Orlando. Oh, they did on that, yeah. in that group? Oh, mm -hmm. I gotta check that out. Okay. So great. you can do the same thing, but find out where you are at um, Universal Studios. So that's fun. Yeah, if we can't be there in person, why not do it virtually? Totally. I know Gina was doing that because I think she got the idea from you guys. Yeah. Because she was, she would send me pictures where she was the one day though. Like you said, it was a road and I'm like, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's outside of Magic Kingdom. Well, we don't usually drive in the backside of Magic yeah. Kingdom unless we're in an Uber. Yeah. And we don't usually take the Ubers except for from our resort. So yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks for I, putting a share. No. Thank yeah. You virtual guys runs. They're just like a fun way to reward yourself for something that you're doing. You get to get that bling, set yourself a goal, find a medal that you like there right now. There are so many virtual companies out there that have come up to be. So find a medal that you like, get that medal and go set yourself a goal. Miranda, you're just oh, starting yeah. running. <laughs> you can get yourself a medal. So. I'm sure there's some star. I saw a baby Yoda one. Oh yeah, Ooh, I've seen the baby Yoda, a baby Yoda one. And I do want to emphasize that you do not have to run. 
you can walk. No. I'm a run walker. I run two minutes, walk one minute. So I just want to encourage you to get up and get moving if you're not doing anything to get yourself more healthy. Well, and the other thing about virtual runs too is you can set your own goal. Like if you're, okay, so if you sign up for a 5K medal, that's 3.1 miles, but you can't do three miles in one day that's fine. Do a mile on Tuesday, do a mile on Wednesday, do a mile on Thursday, and then present yourself with a medal for doing a freaking awesome job. So preach. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you to Betsy and to Margie for sharing that. And thank you for Miranda for also joining us. It was good to see you, Miranda. I think it's, it's been the longest since I've seen you, you, I think. Mm. Or, it's been a while. Or, busy moving. That's right. Is it, are you all moved in now? Well, my Mickey bathroom is all put together, but the rest of the house needs <laughs> priorities. <laughs> it's really hard. I think when you move, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show with Vicki, Kaylee, and Josiah as they share part two of Gone But Not Forgotten. And as always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, ladies, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bippity-boppity-boo. Adventures out there. Soul Aspire. Have a magical day, my friend.